Welcome to Constructed Futures. I'm Hugh Seaton. Today I'm here with Steve Delorto, founder and CEO of Concentric. Steve, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me, Hugh. It's a Friday afternoon. I feel like we ought to be doing this over beers. I do too. Well, next time. All right. So, Steve, you've got an amazing background, and I want to start with that because I think it leads us into the big conversation nicely. Tell me a little bit about your background and where you come from. Uh, sure. Thanks. So I come from the industry. I spent 26 years with a top 10 general contractor that focused nationally on big projects, small projects. Had the good fortune early in my career while I was still in more of an operations role to move out west where the company had a fledgling region and ultimately was a big part of leading the growth of that region over it was almost 20 years, actually. And in that 20 years, we grew the region from a couple hundred million a year to a sustained $2 billion a year for five or six years straight. And, you know, through that experience and those times as a business unit leader responsible for the full P&L of the, of the entire region, was involved in a lot of fantastic projects, Salesforce Tower, which is the tallest building west of Chicago, the Golden State Warriors Arena. And we had the good fortune of doing that during the very beginning of their dynasty. So you're involved in these incredible projects, but we also did awesome projects up and down the coast from San Diego to Seattle that were even just a couple hundred thousand or a million or $2 million in contract value. So, you know, that experience showed me a lot, taught me a lot. And I think it was through that lens that I just saw in the industry, the need for, particularly in the front end of our business, a much better, more comprehensive way of pulling all of the different features and facets of planning a project in order to set it up, you know, set the table for success, as I like to say. But I uh, just decided I needed to do that for the industry. And so I left and I founded Concentric with a hyper focus on the front end or the pre construction phase of project development. That's an excellent segue into what I usually ask next, which is talk to me about what Concentric is and, and what it does. I mean, you set the stage by saying you felt the pain, you felt it from inside of customers as opposed to you know outside or, or coming at it from sort of the technology side. You're really coming at it from having felt the pain and, and gone through it over and over again. So what does Concentric do? Well, you know, it, you know first and foremost, focused on pre-construction, but from a balanced perspective in that what we're doing in pre-construction, the focus is on making the project successful. And I found through my experience, and, and I think others would share this, that when, when everybody's vested in the success of the project, everybody wins. And so Concentric as a pre-construction platform, which is creating this ecosystem that's uniting the, all the data, the myriad workflows involved in pre-construction, and also people such that we are able to provide an unparalleled certainty of project outcome and trust among all the stakeholders as they go through what oftentimes is, you know, it could be a few months, but it could be upwards of three or four years of pre-construction where you're working together as not only the builder, but the owner or developer of the project, as well as the design team. And those three folks, and also including the trade partners, you know, coming together 
to really pull together the plan, the budget, the design, making sure everything's aligned with schedule. There's so many, I think people do not appreciate how complex and nuanced pre-construction is. And I think oftentimes people just think of it as an estimating exercise when it's um, something entirely different than just that. So ultimately, our platform is focused on bringing those three and four parties together, really working and utilizing data, establishing more standard best practice workflows in a more digital state and getting everybody away from the Excel and really the analog base upon which most people are working from today. Yeah, that that sounds like construction, right? (laughs) How are we moving away from Excel as basically digital paper into a much more data-driven, collaboration-centric way of doing things. When you think about what the product provides, what are some examples of functions and features, things that really relate to workflows? Yeah. So, you know, where we started as we built the platform was how do we, at the earliest point in time, start to provide benefit to all of those parties I mentioned, the owner, the builder, the architect primarily, and do it in a way that is making the overall project successful and is is balanced and is, in, is encouraging collaboration and not around just one workflow. Because, you know, my experience, you know, running the company I did and, and being involved in all the types of projects and interfaces with clients and just being in the trenches. You know, fundamentally, you have a lot of people that know what they're doing, what their respective roles on the project, but the utilization and the the presentation and organization of data, the workflows that are driving that data, all the confidence that would come with that is really lacking. So how do we bridge the gap So that way from the estimate, what's going on on the project, what has happened in the past, what are our options in the future, how do we at least solve that problem right out of the gates and then expand from there? So, you know, the platform today gives you at the project level a view of where is your budget from the start of the process through today And what is the trajectory and trend for the project going forward if you were to extend the past into the future? Coupled with, from a cost perspective, the same holds true for the programmatic implications, such as, you know, the the size of the project from a gross square footage perspective or number of spaces or whatever those key drivers are, having those also identified and visually represented along with the cost. And then the ability to have that conversation through Calibrate, which is our tool that allows you to take all of your prior historic data within that same project typology and just automatically compare where do you sit relative to those other data points. So you're having this holistic conversation about where should we be? Are we aligned between the original intent of the design and the size and the use of the project and the budget today? And where are we relative to these other markers from the past? And from there, we spawn out to where you can do a much deeper dive through Calibrate to look at everything, even down to the divisional level in uniformat or master format, and really understand what are those drivers down to that trade level, as well as through Foresight, the ability to identify value optimization options or value engineering if you're in this 
over budget reactive state and you've just got to right size the design to get it to a given budget. But to do that in a way that isn't too dissimilar to what people are very comfortable with, which is predominantly Excel, but do it in a way that's far more dynamic and visual with the ability to also take individual items and group them together and evaluate those as you know, groupings or scenarios of, of a collection of ideas to see what is the net effect relative to the budget. And we're doing this, Hugh, in a way with a hyper-focus on the user interface because we want this to be very clean, easy to implement, and certainly as uh, you've got different people with different backgrounds around the table, some more finance-oriented, some more design and architectural oriented, and then you've, you've got you know the other disciplines. How do you take all of that data in a picture and the usability and make it simple to understand, simple to use? No different than we can pull an iPhone right out of the box and everybody knows immediately how to use it. And that's ultimately what we strive for from the design aspect of what we're building on our platform. I like your last point that you know you really want to be simplifying complexity. But if there's one thing I think of when I think of pre-construction, it's, it's like the definition of complexity because not only do you have a lot of moving pieces, you have pieces changing, coming from different people who are in different timelines and different, you know, they have different pressures and so on. So anything you can do to, to reduce complexity and or enable people to manage that, there's some complexity is just irreducible. You can't change the fact that a building's going to have a hundred thousand things in it and they're bunch of people are going to be involved in different things. But the ability to manage and get your arms around that complexity is a huge part of what I think you're doing, right? And it shows up in your, your philosophy almost of design where you're saying, I need this to be simple, intuitive, and not specific to one specialty, but actually a commonplace people can look and say, you know what, I get what's going on. Or maybe I need to read something, but then I get what's going on, which I think is really exciting. Yeah, I mean, I think everybody involved in these projects and, you know, having lived and breathed it for as many years as I have, you know, you do appreciate how hard people have to work to do what they're doing with the tools or the lack thereof. And the last thing we want to do is make something that's already very complicated by its own right and make it even more complicated by giving them a tool that's causing more work, not less. So everything that we're doing is really, really focused on trying to simplify as best we can and streamline the entire process. And a lot of that is just eliminating a lot of the repetitive work that you go through by taking stuff from one ad hoc spreadsheet and migrating it into another form and format to do another different function. You know, I think what the industry, you know, does run the risk of is with you know, various point solutions and singular tools, if you have too many of those, then you've also augmented that problem with having to create integrations and migrate data from one point solution to the next, which is why our conviction around being a holistic platform that is unifying all of those workflows and becoming that single source of truth. And a lot of what the work involved is really trying to demonstrate you know, what is behind the data and really try to generate trust and confidence in the people that you're working with or reporting to your client, for instance. And a lot of times, if you just had 
information displayed in a graphical way and it's drawing from other sources and it's presented in the right way and it's not in Excel, but it's in something people recognize as more of a system, it goes a long way to help drive that level of confidence and trust in you know the message that you're delivering or the budget that you're walking through. People will look at that and they go, okay, I understand. It's much like you know, math teachers like for you to show you their the work, not just the answer. So I think we want to arm our customers with all of that data at their fingertips, but at the same time, they don't have to do anything manually to position that data in advance of the meeting to be able to portray, you know, the message, the information, whatever that data is intended to indicate where you are relative to cost, you know, the timing along the timeline of where you are in pre-construction or positioning several projects to, you know, their relative position and cost relative to the project you're working on presently. So, um, yeah, there's a lot. I mean, it's a very complex process. There's 20 to 30, you know, different ecosystems of workflows. If you really break pre-con down into its parts and it, it's quite fractured and which is half the problem, but when people really, really particularly people on the inside within the industry, the professionals, they know all the different things that you are studying, planning, and developing that go into the critical planning to really set that construction project up for success. And it's not just estimating. It's not necessarily value engineering, although that's a a part of pre-construction, but there's so many other facets that aren't being served by anything. And so we're going to pull all of that together into one platform, one single source of truth to really try to make things go a lot smoother, a lot more predictable. And, you know, our vision is if we can do all of that and accomplish what we're setting out to do, we ultimately will help make the built world more affordable and predictable and sustainable because a lot of what people are having to do is deal with very inaccurate, imprecise information because they don't have that data. They don't have that workflow and the level of confidence to to really put a finer point on the cost and the plan of a project. I like something that you talked about along the way. And and really, you're talking about the balance between a lot of information, but the need to see it in a relatively simple way. And what I want to call out is one of the problems with software sometimes is it'll over-automate. And people whose butts are on the line feel like you're, you're increasing my risk because I, I can't go check. I can't see it all at once. And it sounds like you've really kind of struck that balance between giving people visibility into what's there, but they don't have to have their fingers on it. Like they can see it and check it if they need to, but they're not having to, A, they're not shuttling it around, which creates its own set of risks because then you got to make sure, you, you know, the cells didn't line up the wrong way or whatever. But also you're balancing between easily understanding what's going on, but again, being able to check and make sure that I haven't brought on some new risk because the system is automating things I don't want it to automate. Is that the kind of thing that you've considered as you think about your UI and about how to how customers use it? 100%. You know, we're here through what we're building to you know, facilitate the work that needs to be done, but we're not here to tell you what something should cost and represent it that way. You know, strategically, as the platform that we are, we are, you know, drawing in and integrating with estimating software or Excel workbooks, which is the most commonly used 
you know, form of estimating calculator, if you will. So what we're not looking to do is disrupt how people are actually doing that critical function. So they will continue to work in their native estimating tool. And then we just draw that data over into our platform and help them take that same data and present it in ways that the project stakeholders, you know, otherwise need to consume and expect how to consume that information and what it's telling them. So we're bringing that data in, we're helping curate it in different ways to present it and synthesize it in certain ways. We're providing additional analysis, but all of which is not, you know, unsupported. It's, it's totally transparent and they know exactly where that information came from and where it's going. And I think that's critical both at the project level But what we're also doing is we have aggregated all of those projects to provide as you move up uh, within an organization, you have people beyond just that project level that need that data for, you know, helping run and forecast the enterprise at large. So the ability to have the confidence at the, you know, as we're building this and digitizing everything from the bottoms up, they can have confidence in the data across all of those projects, rising up and aggregating into what we call portfolio. Take, for instance, the CEO. The CEO is looking at, you know, their 30, 40, or 50 projects in pre-construction at various stages. And those projects are the future projects for which you know they're earning revenue and ultimately migrate into their P&L reporting for the active construction projects. And that's generally how people are managing their construction companies is monitoring that. But you need to know in advance what is you know 18 months from now going to become those construction projects and those construction revenues as one example. So within the portfolio view, whether you're the CEO or the vice president of the pre-construction department, you can see across all of the projects what's going on, what are the trends in your margins, what are the trends in the value that you're providing to the project, what are the timelines of every effort stacked relative to today on a common time scale, so you can have a forward view on what's coming down the road in terms of the next you know, estimate deliverable, which is a resource concern. What, you know, when are we going to GMP, which is, you know, a major risk milestone, if you will. So you can start to really look at things across the enterprise in pre-construction. And you really can't do that today. I mean, back in my former life, you know, you show up in the morning and you're trying to, you know, lay out your plan for the day or strategically plan for the future and there is no insight, there's no visibility into all of the work we had going on in pre-con. We did a lot of design build work, immense amount of risk with zero insight except Excel spreadsheets and catching up with the executives that were leading each and every one of those projects. You know, pretty scary position to be when you're running billions and billions worth of work, but, you know, it's the same plight for a, you know, a business owner that's running a hundred million dollar a year construction company. It's all the same. And we're unlocking the ability to see and forecast and view across your entire portfolio. 
Well, you put your finger on something else I'd love to think about here. And that is obviously the first thing people do when they, when they adopt concentric is kind of get their arms around what they're doing now. Is that, is that a good way of describing it? That the beginning process is sort of just getting your arms around your current process and, you know, the projects that you onboard. Can you talk a little bit about that? Because I, I think after that, it'd be nice to talk about where, you know, what it unlocks from a, from a capabilities that people can't do now. But let's start with, with what it's like to adopt Concentric from the beginning. Yeah. You know, it's intentionally quite easy. <clears throat> you start with your very first project. What we don't <clears throat> require or depend on is you to do a major implementation that takes months or migrate a bunch of data into our platform for it to kickstart. You just start with, you know, a current project and then you start to build up your projects and all of the data along with those projects from today. We do have the ability to be able for the user to on their own pull in legacy projects as we call them because there's very valuable information and to do it in a way that's, you know, a few minutes or less, pull that data in because that's still, that information coming forward is still very, very valuable. Challenge in reality with most, if not all, construction companies is the old projects, the data isn't necessarily clean or structured to just grab that data and start to apply it to new projects and forecasting. You know, the level of confidence in that data isn't going to be very high and the work involved to manually clean all of that up and have estimators revisit old projects to try to make sense of other people's work may not be worth the effort. So we've tried to strike that right balance where you can start to pull in, you know, some people are saying, hey, I want to really focus on a bunch of my upcoming healthcare work. Let me go back and grab the last 10 healthcare projects that we've done and get them into concentric. And we'll just start building our or retrofitting our data selectively from our past projects. But they're really into it from saying, hey, from this point forward, we're going to just do it different and better and more sophisticated. The past is the past. And if we get going on this today, we're going to be better off than if we wait another year or two to address the data problem that they have. So, you know, onboarding is as simple as defining the projects by their typology, by, you know, size of project, time. These are just the bare elements that we need in order to do a lot of the stuff behind the scenes that we do to normalize costs by geography, by time, and by project type and help people, you know, both standardize their data by the project types, as well as give them the ability to automatically bring past projects forward according to established indices. So you're always able to present things in today's dollars as you're presenting them to owners and calibrate and and how you're comparing one project to the other with all things being normalized. That last point about calibrate and, and I mean, the fact that you're adjusting to current prices, I think it's just cool thinking through how things work. But the broader point is giving people context that they didn't have before, except maybe intuitively because they're in the business all the time, but really giving people a data-driven benchmarking. And I mean, I love that you named it Calibrate because that just speaks to what you're doing. But, you know, it's really hard to do that. And in an industry where everybody wishes they could go and do retrospectives and look back on the, on the project and no one ever can, you're giving people some of what that would do, 